Hello, Leanna. Hello, Ed. So, Leanna, do you think I got ripped off? Why? Okay, so the chipmunk saga, for those who Mm -hmm. haven't been listening, a chipmunk got into my house about three weeks ago. Um, a, a, and they're hard to get rid of, and there's very few companies. They'll all get rid of squirrels, humanely, but they won't do chipmunks, because I think chipmunks right, right, are psycho, right. uh, and they're too fast. So I found the guy, the only guy in the region who will do chipmunks. His name's Randy, which is Randy. perfect. So Randy came over, and we saw this, the, the chipmunk run downstairs into the uh, areas, the laundry room, and then the furnace room. Mm-hmm. So close the door. Randy put in two humane traps. Right. And you wait. Two weeks go by, nothing. The, uh, the chipmunk hasn't been seen or heard from. The traps were not tripped. Nothing. And there's no stink. It's not, it that, didn't that's die. That's good. Yeah, it didn't die. So it just, it's just not there. So mm-hmm. I'd call Randy and say, look, I, I don't know what to tell you. So Randy says, oh, I'll, I'll come over and get the traps. But um, I had to pay him for well, the service. Yeah. No, no. The service is for removal of a chipmunk. He didn't remove any, anything. No. He didn't remove anything. I basically rented the traps. Right. That's what you paid for. 350 bucks to rent traps for two weeks? Yeah. Come on. That's a bit much. He didn't he didn't do anything. He thinks that he, he, he I thought that he closed up the uh, the way that the, the chipmunk probably got in and out. And he hadn't. And the uh, chipmunk probably was gone the same time he put the traps down. So the chipmunk left of its own volition. And uh, I, had, I paid I paid Randy because. I'm concerned that I you remember the story of the Pied Piper of Hamlin, right? Where they didn't pay the Pied Piper for getting rid of the rats from the town. Right. And then he showed up and led all their children away. OK, so this guy, Randy, he's the he, he's the chipmunk whisperer. So I uh, thought if I don't pay him, he's going to show up with like a fruit at leading all these chipmunks. We're going to just invade the house. So I, uh, I didn't want that to happen. I can just see in his truck on the passenger side is the chipmunk. As Randy's counting the, do- the money you and gives half the pile con? to the chipmunk. You know? Do you, think this is a, do you think this is a con? Yeah, it's him and the chipmunk working. They work a con together. And do you, do you and, think the chipmunk is that intelligent? Well, either the chipmunk is that intelligent or Randy isn't. Um, the other thing is but that you when think it, he's capable of creating this elaborate scheme. And then I went to uh, to pay him and he had to look up the account. All of his accounts, there's a clipboard with crumpled pieces of lined paper with handwriting on them. Okay, that's what I expect from from like companies like that, though. So he's rummaging through the pages. You know, when they rummage through, then they go back to the front and rummage through again. And right. Until he finally finds the thing. And based on that, I was afraid he was going to ask to be paid in uh, goats and chickens. <laughs> um, 
you know, which I, I don't have. So <laughs> which you don't have. Uh, I got a neighbor who's got a goat. Yeah. And some chickens. I mean, remember, remember that whole thing when we did talk radio on another station and they made us talk about backyard chickens and we weren't allowed to agree. So I took the anti-chicken perspective, even though I didn't care. And people were furious at me and calling me all these names and they thought it was great. So we kept doing the chickens and like it was people were mad at me and I I was forced to take the position I took. Yes. The anti-chicken position. That, that That was one of my weirdest experiences in radio. The, that I, I don't know. And, and the the program director of the station at the time making me go on the air and spend an entire shift asking people to call in and say why they didn't like me. Yeah. You remember um, that? Yeah. Like, uh, can you imagine today making someone do that? He hasn't uh, worked in radio since then. But can you imagine? Like, whoever thought that was a good idea? The guy who hasn't worked in radio in no, several years. No one would ever make a male host do that. A male host? No. No, no, never. It, it was it was people. Three women on their Facebook page were upset. It was, and, and then people were calling and saying, "No, I don't think you have an annoying voice. I like you. I think you're great." And it was the most. When I it remember was bad radio. What I remember one, is. But it was distinctly is the one woman who actually called up and criticized you was a clearly very old white woman by her diction and her speech. Yeah. Who just didn't like that. You didn't know your place. Yeah, it, it was it was the worst hour of radio I have ever done. It was such terrible. It made me look at at this is the worst part. It made me look like I wanted people to kiss my tukas. And it wasn't my idea. And it, it, it was just awful. Yeah, it was that was not good radio. I mean, oh, it, it was. I mean, it's kind of funny to talk about now because it was so bad. But at the time, it was just. It was awful. It was it was so Canadian media. I remember that. And this was the beginning of all things going awry in radio than other media, that the show was replaced because it was a new program director, but also a guy who was a major sponsor uh, with commercials oh, all they, day wanted yeah. to do a radio show. He had no radio experience. He had no requisite knowledge. He had nothing valuable to say. But because he paid so much money for commercials during the day, they well, gave they, him the time slot wanted- he wanted. They Which wanted was the, the one that we were on. Well, they wanted the entire weekend block to be Pago instead of having to pay anybody. Because they paid so much. Um, well, but I mean, you know, they now they just get former TV people to do radio and not everybody picks it up as well as you do, Ed. Um, it, it just it this the industry in this country is just there's, and no I mean, in, there's no industry in this country. There's no industry. Was, it was it was funny. I was talking to one of the striking uh, WGA writers. Yeah. And uh, uh, we we were we were talking, you know, how you holding up all that stuff. But we were talking about the only reason 
anybody gives up, you know, Canadian health care to go work in the States is just the industry here is that bad because you have to get hired in the States to come work here. You have to pull a CMU to you. Well, yeah. And if you get hired, if you're from Canada, you get hired in the States, then yeah. Canadians yeah. will give you the Canadian media will pour tons of attention yeah. and adulation yeah. on you. If He's... you spend your whole career in Canada, yeah. They don't give a rat's behind. He's getting so many commercials now on Canadian airway. I don't blame him. Like, make the money while you can, man. But it, it it's so sad. And it's just so obvious how bad it is here. That it's kind of funny. I mean, I'm I'm cheering these, you know, striking actors and striking um writers on because you know, I'm I'm just it's nice to see a union actually fighting for something that matters. Yeah, Frank Drescher, the uh, head of the uh, of SAG, is amazing. I never liked her sitcom, but she as a leader, as a president, she's been freaking effective, and that was surprising to me. Also effective was whoever it was at Universal Studios. Oh. There are uh, large trees along the the front there uh, by the, the the nice stuccoed mm -hmm. uh, walls of the studio uh, where protesters were, you know, not protesters, strikers yeah. were walking around their placards and stuff. Yeah. And these trees were providing shade. And, you know, we're getting record temperatures around the world, record heat. Well, and yeah. somebody went and trimmed those trees so they no longer somebody. provided shade for the the strikers. And, you know, just, just spite. And then the city stepped in and said, those aren't your trees. Right. You're not allowed to. You're not allowed to do that. Yeah. And so the Universal very hastily put up uh, tents. Mm -hmm. So there's shade for the, the strikers. <laughs> I mean, they probably knew they'd get fined, but the fine is so minuscule they didn't care. Well, the fine, it starts at 250 bucks. When it starts at 250 bucks, it doesn't go much higher than that. Yeah, and I mean, they're not the only ones that have done petty things as much as, you know, I support the striking actors. Uh, the Screen Actors, SGA Screen Actors Association um, threatened any influencer who did anything to promote any any movies that are in th the the wording was unclear whether it's any movies currently in theaters or any new movies but they threatened them with never letting them in the union ever and i even i pulled a a move a, a video this week because i'm like i don't want to chance it and it it's uh, such nonsense that they would even well, spend the time who's looking. Gonna, who's going to go through somebody's entire YouTube and Twitch history and, and writing his? It's an unenforceable threat, which is why I don't understand why they made it at all. Because, I mean, there's already people who have no sympathy because they think they're all millionaires. And they're they're not. You know, this the union represents the the day players that you know wait tables or drive ubers and just you know get a gig every few months alongside the really really successful actors well the number of actors in hollywood that make tons of money 
is such a small percentage of a percentage versus the people who, like you said, just poor schmoes who have to work at other jobs all the time. Uh, one of the movies, okay, here's okay, here's something very disappointing to me. Okay. I kept hearing about this movie Oppenheimer. Right. That was opening. And I thought it was about Alan Oppenheimer, the guy who did the voice for uh, Skeletor on the original <laughs> He-Man series. Okay, that'd be cool. And it turns out it's not about him. No. And so like I'm I'm very much not interested now. I was very interested in in seeing the behind the scenes of the guy who did the voice for Skeletor. This thing about the atomic bomb, you know, that, that that's less I'm, cheery to me. I'm interested in that movie. Uh, have you been having the Barbieheimer conversations? No. No? What is that? Well, are you seeing Barbie, Oppenheimer, or both this weekend? This weekend? Neither. What's that one called? Well, that is an acceptable answer. But some people are going to try to see both. I mean... Not everybody's going to see it this weekend, let's face it. But yeah, I find the whole are you on Team Barbie or on you on Team Oppenheimer a funny uh, discussion because I keep waffling on the Barbie movie. I'm... I'll read one review and it like, okay, this looks like fun. I'll read another and it's like, no, I'm going to be grinding my teeth the whole time. I don't I don't know. It's going to be a complete toss up. I, I said I was going to go see it with a friend of mine. Uh, OK, here's a question. Do you think it will be a worse experience for you than seeing the Ryan Reynolds Green Lantern movie? Um, probably not. Because that is it's the apex certainly... of movies that you didn't want to see and no, then you no, saw no. and hated. Sucker Punch was probably up there too. Oh, oh, that, that was oh, that movie was offensive. Was that Snyder? I, I know, I know. Yeah, that was Snyder. That's why I didn't understand. I know people who love that movie. That and movie they was rape didn't see with the a side of rape with rape sauce. Yeah, and then a rape a tort for dessert. It yeah. was. Yeah, the whole thing was twisted, and he said that he made it for his mother. Yeah. You watch that movie, you think anybody who thinks of their mother while making this movie, there's a very complicated relationship there. Yeah. But yeah, no, I'm probably going to enjoy it more than Green Lantern. Though, after seeing some of the stuff that's coming out lately, if I went back and watched Green Lantern, I'd probably feel more fondly towards it. I mean, I just, I didn't think I was going to like the Green Lantern movie going in. And that was the movie that made me realize, don't go see a movie you're probably not going to like. Um, Though I a... did it with The Flash. And I didn't hate it as much as I thought I was going to. That is not saying much. Not saying you liked it. it as much. Well, I liked parts of it. But overall, I just think. Did you hear them talking about pushing Aquaman 2 again? I heard that they have just completed the third round of reshoots, which is almost unheard reshoots. of in a movie. Yeah, a third round of reshoots, uh, reshoots, reshoots, and uh, director James Wan says, now I finally got the story I want. I'm thinking, it took you three reshoots? Do you know how expensive that is? Why would anyone hire this guy again? That movie, 
That movie is going to go uh, belly up this, like this dead is, fish. This is why Hollywood's losing money, not the actors. Oh, the yeah. reshoots on these movies are just... there's See, there's no creative vision when you do a thing and then you do a test audience and then see what they say. And that's not James Wan insisting on the reshoot. That's the studio. Well, the uh, I, I think that it is going... After what happened with the Flash, Aquaman is gonna is gonna die. And well, because I it's think... got the same problem of a star that's despised. Uh, Amber Heard, yeah, yeah. I mean, rightly or wrongly, whatever you think about that, there. I know people who are defending Ezra Miller, and they did they go see the movie? No. They should make a uh, buddy movie with Ezra Miller and Amber Heard, and um, no one will see it. Um, the only way that would work is if they, you know, Paris Hilton and House of House of Waxed it. Oh yeah, well, that, even that didn't work. <laughs> well, people people were interested in seeing her get killed on screen, which you know, maybe not the best motivation, but um, certainly playing on on your public image. I think that uh, Aquaman, starring uh, Jason Momoa. Nothing on Jason Momoa. I think he's a no. good good presence. Yeah. No, nothing on Jason actor, Momoa. We everybody knows. Yeah, everybody knows it's not him. But that people are going to shun. No, they're they're. I think they see this as more fruit of the poisonous tree of the uh, DC's first foray into a superhero film uh, universe. I think that they will see Blue Beetle because it doesn't have that taint to it. I think well, it's, it's Blue not... Beetle is a completely different feeling and people will go and see that because it doesn't appear to be connected to the the unpleasantness, the bad taste in your mouth of the DCEU, as they called it. Well, they've got it going for it that it's not part of the Whedon-Snyder Justice League, um, but it's already getting caught up in the this movie's woke thing. Because one of the characters in the trailer said Batman's a fascist. In the comic books, it's an characters in-joke. say Batman's a fascist. Yeah, it's an in-joke. It's an in-joke comic book reference. It's another thing. I don't know why they put it in the trailer. But then again, the only Disney Plus series that I can think of that didn't have some sort of online freak out over it was Ms. Marvel, which was a really good show and the lowest rated of the Disney Plus shows. And Hawkeye didn't have a have a controversy, did it? No, Ms. Marvel. And that's was, the second lowest one. Ms. Marvel was one of my favorite Marvel Disney Plus series. I'll say that. It was it great was fun. Light. I enjoyed it. It was light. It was happy. It's what I watch superhero stuff for. There was some there. depth to it, though. With, there was, there I, was I learned some... history in a way that was pleasant. It wasn't dry. Oh, you mean the stuff about the um, India the partition. Pakistan partitioning? Um, yeah, I'm still I found amazed that very interesting. Don't, I'm still amazed the people in the GTA don't know about that. But so, you know, maybe that's maybe that's growing up multicultural privilege talking. I don't know, but apparently they're going to be running that on ABC during August. Yeah, because they don't have any TV series because everybody's on strike. Um, before we get into talking about uh, actual issues. That uh, that mean things to people, Liana. You know there are certain rules of workplaces, right? They're unwritten. Uh, 
that yeah all i know is i was always doing it wrong and no one ever got me to understand why uh okay fair enough um but one you do understand is you don't heat fish in the uh office microwave right i've never understood that one because it but... stinks a lot of things stink but people are allowed to do it no, there are a lot of things that can be aromatic and have strong scents. Fish just stinks. No, I'm sorry. People come to work smelling bad and you're not allowed to say anything. They can have horrible breath and you're not allowed to say anything because, oh, they might get offended and complain about you or they might quit. Well, that's another they, story. I, I don't know why it's okay for it's it's not rude for people to show up stinking but it's rude to let them know that perhaps they stink. I don't know that. But um, one of the other rules is if you're eating a banana, you take the banana peel with you to throw out outside. You don't Why? put it in a garbage can in the office. Why? Because banana peels stink. They it rot immediately like and they stink. Not like a good banana scent, but really bad banana scent. Okay. Why? Okay. Are these like waste? Like like waste paper bins or these like proper garbage cans because if it's a covered garbage can i don't see the problem no it's not covered it's wide open okay and somebody did that at the radio studio at 94.9 where i do my uh, nightly show and i came in and i don't know how long it had been there because i don't come in until like i entered the studio about 11 30 for the 12 o'clock show so it'd been right. there a while and you walk in and it was like those cartoons where like this the, the scent comes over, taps you on the shoulder, then punches you in the face. A it was, banana. It, oh, it was awful. And so but it's banana. Yeah, it stinks bad. It stinks bad, banana. It smells like banana. No, it smells like rotting banana, not the same thing. So I uh did a, a video on the station's uh social media on their Instagram okay. saying, Who did this? own up and when i came in uh the next day which was yesterday i look over there's a nice bright white piece of paper right. in that garbage sticking up okay. and i look what's this it's a note it says would you prefer i throw the banana peels on the floor with a little circly face happy okay, face and xo so that's pretty funny they didn't sign it they also didn't remove the banana peel. It's still there. Now, twice as stinky. See, I guarantee you, that's a guy. Well, you know what? You're right. Women don't do these things. Well, here's the thing. Women the don't do what you did because we'd get labeled every nasty word in the book and it would stick. But women also don't continue to be knowing, continue to knowingly bother people at work that way. Well, the uh, female uh, DJ, uh, Laurieann, who yep. was one of the suspects, has been on vacation this week. Ah. So it's not her. And the morning crew uh, uh, said it wasn't them. They don't like bananas. Okay, do you believe them? Yeah. Well, yeah, the morning crew? No, it wouldn't be sitting there all day. Well, and the morning crew, you got to know these guys, Craig and Lucky. They yeah. don't come in. They're not coming in eating granola and fruit. But why, uh, why am I being drawn into your banana peel war? 
Well, uh, it's uh, I, I'm very. I mean, okay, it's funny, but sure, because you don't have to smell it. Well, I mean, you do plenty of things like that that I have to deal with. So, like, I do not. You blew a cigar in my face on television for how many years? And hey. you're complaining about something stinking from somebody else? You knew the gig when you started. You did not just say that. People are not going to know that's a joke. <laughs> I should have probably had the cigar facing the other direction in yeah, retrospect. Maybe. Yeah. In but retrospect. That's the thing. You, you hypocrite, to quote Jesus. You know, we're getting biblical here. You're complaining about somebody doing something else that smells? You you detonated a fart bomb in the Bravo rehearsal hall. Okay, yeah. I d- you did that, that. Okay, you can appreciate that. Found- that was science. Okay, but we found out the hard way. That place ain't ventilated. Oh, it was... It For those who don't know, there was a, a little silver uh, foil-type package that was maybe twice the size of a teabag package. And it had a... a what? Oh, like a like a tea, like a single tea yeah, bag. Okay, yeah. yeah. Sorry, uh, I'm a gamer. You say tea bag. I think something. No, 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 no. Not that kind of tea bagging. <laughs> Not that kind of tea bagging. Okay, okay. All right. Um, and it had on it a uh, drawing of I think it was a woman's butt in a pair of Daisy Dukes. Yeah, something like that. A little um, cloud, cartoon cloud coming from the the butt, and I forget what it was called, but it was called it, a fart bomb. No, it had a cleverer name than that. It did? I'm pretty sure it was called The Fart Bomb. Well, that might have been the subtitle. Um, And it was supposedly, you just, like those things in the winter to keep your fingers and toes warm, where you click it and the chemicals mix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were curious. I mean, these things usually are, they don't usually work. Okay, you weren't. I was curious about whether this was, I thought this was just going to be nonsense again. So clicked the thing the chemicals mixed and this was one product that actually lived up to its name uh-huh and you have to understand the studio for the tv channel bravo back when uh chum owned the it's building now, they... it's now ctv drama channel i think i who yeah um yeah. that was that's that room was the crown jewel of the building it had tons of money that went into building it as the rest of the rest of the building. They just shoved lighting grids wherever anything was. Yeah. This was this was it the still, crown jewel. It still wasn't the ceiling still wasn't tall enough to properly do a dance performance with lifts with lights. And that was what it was designed for was right. dance performances. That, that's what was kind of hilarious about it is but that we, they uh, actually didn't. It was purpose built only kind of. But uh, we set off the fart. I set off the fart bomb. In uh, the most prestigious part of the <laughs> and, and it, okay, not only did it not vent, but much music in it, its infinite wisdom liked to put people's work desks um, in the same area as the the performance spaces. Well, you, you mean chum altogether. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, the the much environment was the biggest. City TV was the exception. 
No, the newsroom was that way too. Yeah, but the you newsroom, know, the sec, every floor was yeah, open even, concept. Yeah, even though Bravo had a rehearsal hall, it opened up to people's desks. So, and I, I always remember, people always gave me the stink eye, as if I could actually tell you no and have it stick. I thought you would approve of this because of the science aspect. Well, I mean, okay, but you can only get in trouble for so many things that you really had no say in before it gets annoying. So, um, I don't know how we got to this. But because anyway, you are a banana hypocrite. You are a but, banana peel hypocrite. So I'm waiting to see if when I go in tonight, if there's a further, because I made another video, if there's a further, oh, the other thing is Lucky, the one of the morning guys, yeah. told me the other possibility, which is that somebody from one of the other uh, radio uh, studios in the in the place yeah. didn't want it stinking up there. So they came into that room and dropped it off. That's you know a possibility, what? too. I, I think that's a solid theory. And so, as no. he said, he said, you know, you could just somebody could 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 just bring their garbage in here and switch it. And I was like, hey, that's what I'm going to do with this garbage. Though the person who did it heard it. Wait, you switch the garbage? No, but I'm thinking about it. Why don't you just put it out in the hall? Then it spreads further. Oh, really? The way the place is built, yeah. So um, this, is, this is the thing I don't get with, with all the... I mean, I get why there's no ventilation in an actual soundproof radio booth. Because soundproofing. But I'm not sure why outside would not be properly ventilated it's ventilated it'll just that just means it'll carry the smell further what? anyway why? like the solution to this is to get a proper food waste garbage can that that stops the smell or listen sometimes i will take cans of tuna when i'm done the can of tuna i go you, to the kitchen i wash went... out i wash out the tin so that it doesn't stink before you I put it in the blue bin. You went to a restaurant I very much like and brought in a, a pop can, a soda can for Americans listening, from your car and hid it behind the drink advertising standee. Not not ask them to throw it out. Hit it. So they would have to they would have to remove your garbage. Well, I mean, they remove the garbage off the table all the time. Yeah, but that's why I was like, excuse me, can you throw this out? Thank you. Like, just all you had to do was say, excuse me, will you throw this out? But you decided you had to be sneaky about it. And I do not understand these thought processes with you and why you don't understand why somebody who would violate. I didn't, I honestly didn't know about the banana rule, but, it, it, you know, anybody who would do it in the first place is, has no shame. And of course, now you have the banana peel wars. Are you saying that, that this is uh, Dharma? I'm just saying there are predictable things with this. Now, I mean, like I said, it's funny and it's good content, but this is, you know, one of these things that I don't know. I understand it's amusing, but when it's happening to you, it's really not. And the number of people in workplaces where if they say anything, this exact same behavior happens. I don't know what to do. 
because it is really funny and some of these things are camaraderie but if it was really bothering you that would be kind of bad well i will report back next week on what how this this ends wait it's sitting there it's it's sitting there wait it's not the same banana peel though yes it is wait 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 hold up you didn't tell this story well the the banana peel was sitting in there from the night before the afternoon before the afternoon before and so someone it, it wasn't that they added another banana peel they just left a note to go with the banana peel this is what i was Am saying I getting this right yeah instead of removing the banana peel they took the well, time to write a note and yeah, leave but, the banana peel where it had been but where are they gonna put it i don't know they can put it in their pocket for all i care but uh, that's well i will report back next week and yeah. uh what so it's sitting it's gonna sit there for four days it'll be there tonight when i get there well, I don't understand this system. It's called cost savings. Okay, but there's there's a way to save costs and get a garbage can with a lid on it. You see, know what I mean? Like one of those ones with the swingy, swingy lids? Yeah, see, this is something I'm going to suggest. This is why I brought it to you. You are good at problem solving. Well, the, um, the other thing you can do is, you know, odor reducing bags. Because, yeah, somebody's got to, there's got to oh, yeah. be proper food waste disposal on site. You can't, you can't just tell people to take their garbage home. Take it. That, and, well, that's not, you know. Putting it, you know, in the kitchen even would be a place for that. Not the wait, studio. Wait, the kitchen? Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, that would be a better place for sure. Um, all right. See, the details matter. I said this before, but somehow it it, it didn't it didn't land. I, all I right. well, I mean, it sounds like there's very um brief periods for certain things. I mean, garbage is garbage. I admit, you got to remember where I grew up. I don't I don't understand these unwritten rules, and you got to be careful because some people don't know them, and assuming they do know them. You got to be careful. But now the person knows you don't like it and they are just provoking you, which one is sort of fair considering the way you tweak people. But also people listening, please don't deliberately do things that people find unpleasant and possibly nauseating. In any other situation, it would be workplace bullying. And on that, let's talk about Florida for a little bit. I'd rather talk about the fart bomb. Uh, remarkably, they're about the same thing. Yeah. Leon, are you familiar with the Disney movie Song of the South? Uh, is this a trick question? No. Are you familiar with it? Um, yes. So, for those who don't know, Song of the South was a Disney movie from the 50s, which it's featured... Movie Zippity Doodah came from. Yeah, Zippity Doodah song, song came from song we are now there. not allowed to sing. Um... The it, it featured a uh, an elderly black actor who was playing a basically a house slave. No, was he? Was yeah. he? He was. He was in the field though. No, he was. A, he was a house slave. He was he, when they got too old to work in the fields. The problem, anyway, with the problem with the trope is, um, I believe the trope's named after that character. Yeah, Uncle Remus. Uncle Remus. Yeah, but the problem with it is it made people seem happy being enslaved. 
Exactly. And exactly. The, the, it, it had the, him telling stories to the little white kids who looked up to him and he was like a family member and he was laughing and talking and, to the little chillins. And, and at the time it was groundbreaking because it was a movie with a black lead. That's right. But yeah, so, Disney has mothballed that. You will not see that movie again. Maybe they're going to bring it back, though, because in Florida, the uh, the Department of Education has instituted new rules for school curriculum. Um, and one of the changes to the education is that they now have to speak about slavery in that it uh, taught, it gave slaves the opportunity to learn certain skills that they could use for their own benefit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like this no, is a this okay. is this is a dark comedy movie. This as opposed to reality. The fact that they're teaching kids that slavery benefited slaves is unbelievable that it's actually really really happening. And also, if you teach about the black the race riots against black people in uh, Tulsa and other places yeah. where whole black communities were, were slaughtered. It was like a uh, crystal knock. Um, it was it, it, horrendous violence. If you teach about that part of history, you also must teach about a time when black people caused violence. Yeah, that's, and, and when you see the list of things, they're not equivalent. Well, you know? no, there is no, op there's no place where black people ever got together and wiped out a town of white people. Well, Whereas it happened so many times the reverse in American history. But this is there's just no race swap on lynching. No, no, there's nothing, there's no nothing equating it. No, there's there's nothing, there's nothing even similar. And, and they know that, which is okay. I shouldn't say this. What do you think, Ed? Do you think they know what they're doing and this is just we can do it because we have power, suck it? Yes. Or do you think they are actually raised in such a racist soup that they don't know how bad this is? No, the first one. They know what they're saying. Okay, is, that, that's, we've, that's we've what I power. was going to say, too. You, uh, you people who oppose uh, us, uh, crystal, white crystal fascists, uh, don't have the power. You've you, gotten you, you a bit know? noisy, and we're going to show you who's in charge. Okay, here's the thing, though. That's not that's not quite it. I've talked to people who don't they they claim not to support this but they keep giving money to the very organizations that that do support it. So, I don't know. But uh they believe and they honestly believe this cuz I've been like, "Come on, come on." They believe that there's some woke liberal mob that wants them dead. And so they they basically have to screw over the woke mob before the woke mob comes for them. And even by that standard, that's ignorant. Because here's the problem with that for any, you know, white nationalist, Christo fascists that are listening. Um, you're expanding the power of government. Meaning if the quote unquote wokies get in, you have given them more power to make you miserable because once a government seizes power, they don't tend to give it up. Well, except in Canada where uh, the Trudeau government used the Emergencies Act for a temporary thing, and I think five days later they gave it up. Um, yeah, and, and they're still hearing about that. So, you know. It's, uh, it, it's, 
listen, the I heard the term this week, white panic, and that pretty much describes how some white people in the U.S. are acting. They think that they're under siege, and no, you're, you're not. Uh, you know what? Nobody's coming after you. No one's going to come take your guns. No one's going to come turn your children gay. No one's coming after you, but they're so... They've been at the top of the pecking order and ignorant of everyone else for so long that anything that that, you know, for them, sharing opportunity means them losing opportunity means somebody's taking something from them. Well, and, because that that is the American system, the we're number one nonsense. And it's spread up here. So let's face it. There's a ton of it up here, too. But, you know, it's the. To quote the wise sage wisdom of Ace Ventura, pet detective. Yes. You know, in every contest, there's a winner and a loser. And that attitude has just made everything seem zero sum when it's not. And we talk a lot about, you know, these these people, you know, the the white nationalists and whatnot. But it's not just them. I have some friends who are gay and who are trans and they, you know, even people in Canada are afraid that they can't walk down the street without somebody potentially taking a crack at them. Really? And yeah. It's no way to live. You know, it, it's one We've of those. fallen things. that far backwards. Well, yeah, because of what they see in the news, you know, they see stories about a nine-year-old getting accosted at a track meet and you know they see stories from places like the uk where uh, i think she was 15 year olds a trans girl named brianna gay who was was murdered and it probably was because she was trans we don't know for sure but that's the early reports a steady diet of that it's not that there's no threat but people tend to overestimate threats and underestimate the supports they have. And so unfortunately they alienate a lot of people that otherwise would be quite supportive. I keep seeing uh, LGBTQ plus organizations that I am supportive of doing this. Nobody's doing anything. The government isn't doing anything. And this liberal government was the one that enshrined trans rights in the cost constitution at, at great expenditure of a political capital. May I, may I state that was not, that was not popular and continues to not be popular. So to With say some... they've done nothing, just that's not fair. And when you start doing that, people tune you out, even though they're right, e even though you're right, even though they agree with you, broad strokes, when you start doing that, when you start overstating things, I think you're creating opponents. Well, yes. And also when you overstate things, it is easy for the opponents to point out how that how you've what you've stated is it. inaccurate. Yeah. And then it, it, it serves to invalidate the things that were accurate. So and that's not fair because let's face it, they've told like 10 outright lies for every misstatement. And it's one of those things, you know, this is the work I'm doing these days. Um, someone's fear is real. And if somebody comes up to you and go, look, I'm afraid. I think everybody can understand that. But when you start saying things that just 
don't seem to connect with a person's experience, then you're arguing, you're trying to win on points and people have the right to argue you facts. Uh, And I'll leave this here, but sadly, the people you're arguing with, they're not interested in facts. Um, it's well, a whole I mean, different maybe, paradigm maybe in their can, discussion. Maybe we can talk about that. I don't know sometime, but that's very true. And then it people, when you tell them that, people are like, "Yeah, so what do you do?" All right, so, Liana, what is the solution? Well, I mean, we I talked about this on it's not therapy this week. The the, the recent one uh, is about mental health and guns, and you know, I I had a a colleague of mine who is a gun owner, come on and, and talk um, about this. And she happens to be a uh, uh, biracial trans woman living in Georgia. So yeah, yeah, there we go. And she's a gun owner. And uh, I really like the conversation, but she said that if somebody has a strong feeling about something, if someone is passionate about something, ask them why. And because people are more likely to listen to someone who is at least trying to understand them than someone who's just you're a bad person I hate everything you stand for and I mean that's really hard to do with you know these white nationalist types but the the person you're fighting with on the internet probably isn't a card-carrying white nationalist they don't see the racism that's embedded in their views or the sexism or the homophobia or anything else or just the sheer classism like you know they they don't see the problems what they're, they're saying and one if you believe they're actually a bad person why are you wasting your breath if you don't believe they're a bad person it's very important to say that a lot of people leave that out in these things because they're copying the fighting we see on TV and on podcasts. And that's all the ways not to have a grown-up, adult, mature conversation. Well, yeah, television. Patterning uh, part, like, p- patterning your social interactions after characters on TV, the worst thing worst well, thing you can do. Because a lot of those characters if that people see are amusing in sitcoms or whatever, um, or dynamic in dramas, in real life, uh, you hate those. You might like them on TV. In real life, you would hate those people. Well, and that's why when we were talking about the banana thing, I'm like, this is funny, but please don't do this because it's actually, you know, disrespectful for your colleagues and possibly bullying. I'm well, just, I'm, I'm so, I'm so worried about being a negative example now that I'm less funny. People keep telling me I've mellowed and it's made me mad because I haven't. <laughs> I mean, okay, that that alone is a funny statement. I <laughs> are you laughing at the statement or are you laughing at the idea that I've mellowed? I hadn't even thought of the second part, but the first part is uh, got me first. I, people tell me I've mellowed and it makes me mad. Perfect. Well, it, it just shows I have It's so mellowed. you. Yeah, but I haven't mellowed. I just, you know, one, I want to be effective. Two, it's bad crazy out there. And I don't want to do anything that might get someone hurt. 
And all right. Well, we will continue to watch that unfold as well as Banana Gate. And Leanna, you can hear on It's Not Therapy, a uh, great podcast, navigating the madness of mental health, helping you deal with uh, uh, day-to-day problems and stresses. It's not all mental illness. Sometimes it's just things that are uh, difficult and make your life more difficult than it needs to be. Uh, so the listen to It's Not Therapy. It's done with humanity and humor. Uh, it's not a downer, and it's not full of... Uh, uh, gobbledygook so listen to that all podcast platforms in the sirius xm app i am on uh, 94.9 the rock uh and the rock.fm midnight to 5 a.m eastern time uh five nights a week uh we're, we're not sure which night they're good right now it's tuesday through saturday okay uh liana thank you thanks ed uh now it's time for you to tie it off for us Banana bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>